1 Samuel 22. David therefore departed from there and escaped to Adullam's cave. When his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. Everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered themselves to him, and he became captain over them. There were with him about 400 men. David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and my mother come out with you until I know what God will do for me. He brought them before the king of Moab, and they lived with him all that time that David was in the stronghold. The prophet Gad said to David, Don't stay in the stronghold, depart and go into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth. Saul heard that David was discovered, and the men who were with him. Now Saul was sitting in Gibeah, under the tamarisk tree in Ramah, with his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing around him. Saul said to his servants who stood around him, Hear now, you Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? That all of you have conspired against me, and there is no one who discloses to me when my son makes a treaty with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you who is sorry for me, or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait, as it is today. Then Doeg the Edomite, who stood by the servants of Saul, answered and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech the son of Ahitab. He inquired of Yahweh for him, gave him food, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitab, and all his father's house, the priests who were in Nob. And they all came to the king, and Saul said, Hear now, you son of Ahitab. He answered, Here I am, my lord. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, and that you have given him bread and a sword, and have inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait as it is today? Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, Who among all your servants is so faithful as David, who is the king's son-in-law, captain of your bodyguard, and honoured in your house? Have I today begun to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me. Don't let the king impute anything to his servant, nor to all the house of my father, for your servant knows nothing of all this, less or more. The king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. The king said to the guard who stood about him, Turn and kill the priests of Yahweh, because their hand also is with David, and because they knew that he fled and didn't disclose it to me. But the servants of the king wouldn't put out their hand to fall on the priests of Yahweh. The king said to Doeg, Turn and attack the priests. Doeg the Edomite turned, and he attacked the priests, and he killed on that day 85 people who wore a linen ephod. He struck Nob, the city of the priests, with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and nursing babies, cattle and donkeys and sheep, with the edge of the sword. One of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitab, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. Abiathar told David that Saul had slain Yahweh's priests. David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I am responsible for the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me. Don't be afraid, for he who seeks my life seeks your life, for you will be safe with me. This chapter is 
just a very sad chapter um, because Doreg the Edomite, uh, at Saul's command, puts to death 85 out of 86 priests and all their families, women, children, babies, everything. The entire city of Nob put to the sword except for one, Abiath of the priest who escapes. And um, so we'll get to that in a minute. But the start of this chapter, David escaped from um, Philistines, the land of the Philistines. And as he is, after he escaped from the land of the Philistines, he rejoiced. And he wrote a psalm, Psalm 34. And I'm just going to read to you a few little bits. So you imagine this, he's just, he knows he's alive. <laughs> I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory on the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. <laughs> and a bit later down at the end of Psalm 34, the righteous cry out, the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. That's Psalm 34. So that was right after David escaped from the land of the Philistines, which is great stuff. David goes to hide in the cave of Adullam, and it's a funny looking cave. I looked it up on Google Images, and it's, it's a funny cave right into the ground. The entrance is so small, but in there, when he was hiding in that cave, 400 men came to him, men who were discontented, and he became their leader. So these are men who at the beginning were just regular people, but he turned them into great warriors. And later on, at the end of 2 Samuel, there's a list of all the names of all these people, David's mighty men. He turned them into mighty men. And what's so interesting about that is that, is that you can become someone great and mighty with the help of the Lord's power, and if you surround yourself with people of faith, people of trust, willingness to serve, you become something great in God's eyes. So they weren't people who were discontented anymore. They became great, great men. Now, um, David then goes to Moab. Now, Moab is an, another nation. It's across the Jordan River. And the king of Moab is... He basically goes to the king of Moab and arranges for his parents to live there. It seems really, really odd, but in ancient times, one of the ways of um, harming someone you didn't like was to kill their parents and to kill their family. And this, was, it's, this type of thing happens in countries today like North Korea, where if they don't like someone, they don't just kill you or they don't just chase you, they'll kill your whole family. So David is, in, is fleeing for his life but he knows he's got to protect his family as well. He takes them to Moab. He gets them out of the country. And if you knew your Bible history, and we did the book of Ruth um, just before the book of just before this book of First Samuel, Ruth is the great great grandmother of David. Uh, the great great no, she's the great grandmother of David, and that means she's the grandmother of David's father. So, um, I think it's the grand grandmother might be the great-grandmother. Anyway, I'm not sure if it's three or four generations, but basically when David takes them to Moab, there are people in Moab who are related. He has a family connection here in Moab. We don't know anything about it. We don't know how strong it was. We don't know if that's the reason, but that's what a lot of Bible commentators think. They think that he was able to take advantage of a family connection there. Either way, the king looked after them. And then the prophet Gad gets mentioned. The prophet Gad tells them, don't stay in Moab. And so they go back to the land of Judah. Now, you've got to remember that because the prophet Gad is clearly with David. And sometimes people have said, oh, the book of Samuel is written by Samuel. Yeah, right. He didn't know what David was doing. But no, the truth is Samuel's going to die soon. 
but the prophet Gad is with David and he experiences, he sees everything that David does and the book of um, 2 Samuel and some of 1 Samuel is written by Nathan and Gad. He's an eyewitness to all the events that happened. So after this, you know, they're hiding in the desert and it's this that, that where Saul kills all the priests. It's a terrible, terrible thing. And um, there's two things I want to say about this. But the first thing I want to say is I want to, is I want to read to you a few verses from Psalm 52. So this is the second psalm we're quoting in this chapter. Now David, when he was in the desert of Judea and he heard that Saul had killed all the priests, he was very, very bothered. And, you know, whenever I hear someone going around and they speak ill of the Lord's people, I'm bothered as well. Um, it's, just, it's just one of those things that bothers you. But David, when he hears that Saul has killed all the priests, He's very, very bothered, and he writes this psalm. Now, I was telling you in the last chapter that David hadn't removed his heart from Saul, and he hadn't. You can, you can keep your heart open towards someone, but still be bothered by the things they do. You can even still speak negatively about them, but still keep a heart of love toward them. It's the strangest thing. The Lord Jesus Christ did this very thing. He loved Jerusalem, and yet he said, Oh, Jerusalem, you who stone the prophets... Like Jesus said nasty things about Jerusalem, but he loved her all the while. David's the same. And when he heard that Saul had put all the prophets, the priests to death, he wrote a psalm, Psalm 52. And this is what he said. This is just a, a, a sampling. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long? You are a disgrace in the eyes of God. You practice deceit. Your tongue plots destruction. It's like a sharpened razor. You love evil rather than good. You love the falsehood rather than the truth. You love every harmful word. You deceitful tongue. And he goes on and says other things like that too. So David's really bothered and he writes a psalm. And we'll, we'll talk more about that psalm when we get to the psalms. Um, was, was David talking about Saul in that psalm or was he talking about Doeg? Probably both. That's my suspicion. Anyway, today in the world there are people who strike down the Lord's priests. Now, who are the Lord's priests? It's you. It's me. It's anyone who loves the Lord. The Bible says that we are a holy, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Anyone who loves the Lord and serves him is his priest. But there are people who strike down God's priests. There are people who just don't love the Lord. They don't care. And the minute they hear anyone's a Christian, they've just got nothing good to say, and they may go far beyond words. So it, what Doeg did and what Saul did is not, is not a sin that just happened once only. It's a common sin. And we ourselves as Christians must be careful that we don't say things to tear down the body of Christ and tear down the Lord's people. We should not be a voice against God's people. Um, but it doesn't mean we can't, like David, be a voice of truth with an open heart, full of compassion, full of care, um, but not to harm. Lord, I ask you to help us. Help us to be people with an open heart, a voice of compassion. Fill us with the love of Christ. And Lord, I pray that you'd put a shield of protection around the body of Christ. Lord, protect your people. Protect your workers. Lord, may the gospel grow and flourish. May there be power given to your people to serve you. I pray you'd bless my listener today. Every listener, I pray your hand would come upon them right now and you'd impart to them life and grace and strength. In Jesus' name, amen.